Welcome to 30 Extra Lives, the podcast. I'm your host, Tom Lynch, and we made it all the way to episode 8. Now, those of us of a certain age remember the Disney afternoon cartoon block. Uh, It was a two-hour block on the Disney Channel, of all places. Uh, It ran from 1990 to 1997, uh, and it, it always incorporated four shows uh that ran back to back for two hours from three to five uh so it was a great after school special kind of thing now i didn't i know i didn't have the disney channel when i was a kid so i don't know how i watched this but i have very vivid memories of watching all of these shows so it must have been different syndications uh but i know i had we had disney here and there it was one of those uh oh boy dating myself here but you know, before cable was as ubiquitous as it is today, they would throw you a bone and give you, you know, a random channel for a week you know, just to see how you like it and hope you upgrade. Uh, so for those of us that spent years in the uh, 13 channel abyss that is the rural suburbs, uh, it was a real treat when we got Disney for two weeks. So why am I talking about the Disney afternoon aside from the fact that it was amazing? Well, I, uh, I've i been playing a lot of the Disney Afternoon Collection, which is a collection of six games based on those cartoons. Uh, it's currently out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and I believe PC. Uh, it's sadly not on the Switch. I would really, really like to be playing that on the Switch. But, uh, but it's on the PS4. It plays great. It's got six good games. Uh, and... You know, for those that, that don't recall, uh, you know, licensed games used to be a big deal. And they used to bring in a lot of money, and they used to bring in a lot of kids. And uh, and somewhere along the way, that that kind of died. And then there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, mainly the fact that a lot of those games just weren't very good. Now, these Disney Afternoon games are... I wouldn't say exceptions to the rule because licensed games, you know, back in the 8-bit, 16-bit, and I'll even push a little bit into the 32-bit era, 32 slash 64, I guess. Um, Some of those licensed games were pretty damn good. Uh, And it just, as time went on, that became more the exception than the rule. Uh, You know, (laughs) the last licensed game I bought, I think it was Iron Man, and that game is not good. Oh, Iron Man based on the Robert Downey Jr. movie uh, for the Xbox 360. Um, I'm almost certain there's a different Iron Man game for the Super Nintendo. They had a billion beat-em-ups. But um, I'm getting off track here. Uh, So Capcom was in charge of these these collections and... These collections, these games, these licensed games, and they made good games. Uh, And there's, you know, there's a reason that they picked the games they did. Uh, and there's a reason people remember these games is they were pretty expertly crafted. They used the licenses in smart ways and uh, and they just they play really well. Now this collection is uh, is based on the same tech from the Mega Man collection, which came out uh, three years ago. Oh my God, did it really come out that long ago? No, two years ago. Oh my God, okay. Uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collection that had uh, all of the NES Mega Man games. Uh, so th- so it's actually pretty amazing. The way they built this is, you know, the, you can't just make a Nintendo emulator and put it out for profit on 
a non-Nintendo console. That's just not going to happen. So what they managed to do is they created a uh, what's what's the good good we're creating an engine that will take the original ROMs, which uh, stands for read-only memory, um, and that's what the the chips used to be written of. No, that's not a good English sentence. But anyway, the games used to, you know, Nintendo games ran on chips. And, you know, that's what's in their carts, a bunch of chips on a breadboard. So they would burn the image, the read-only memory, ROM, image to a chip, and that's what the NES played. So that's why they're called ROMs when you're downloading your emulators. Uh, anyway, they created an engine that will take those ROMs, decompile them, and then re-execute them in a virtual machine that will run it on a modern console. So they're not... They they are mimicking the NES in the most roundabout way possible so as not to actually mimic the NES hardware. So this allows them to put out these games that Nintendo has no claim over, aside from the fact that it ran on their hardware... And they just they just made another way to run those games. So the Mega Man games were made were made were, were collected into the collection uh, a couple years ago, and it was a great collection. You know those games play really well, plays just like you did on the NES. And so they use that same tech. And I assume developing this was way quicker. They you know you just drop in the the six the six ROMs. I'm I'm I am certain it's not as easy as just dropping the ROMs in and hitting go. But that's, there's probably a lot of the work is already done uh, by the time they came to the decision to make these. Um, it's really cool technology they have behind it. And uh, and I just, uh, it's just so awesome. So awesome. So anyway, they put out a Disney collection of some games. Now, obviously, it's not going to have all the games. There are only six of them. Uh, but, you know, you have to you have to make your choice at some point. Hopefully they'll go back and they'll collect some of the other games. But let's run down the list uh, as it is. So starts out, we've got DuckTales in 1989. Um, oh my god, the list I'm looking at is out of chronological order. That's really throwing me off. So DuckTales 1989. A year later, Chippendale Rescue Rangers in 1990. Tailspin in 1991. Darkwing Duck in 1992. And then both DuckTales 2 and Chippendale 2 came out in 1993. So all of those games are are included in this collection. So, you know, four of the cartoons equal six games. Obviously, there are more than four cartoons in the afternoon block. Uh, but since these are all from 1990 to 1993, or excuse me, 89 to 93, um, you know, there were only so many shows to pull from. Obviously, as the uh, Disney afternoon continued on, you know, you've got stuff like Gargoyles and Bonkers and Goof Troop uh, stuff like that that I think all had games along the way. Uh, Gargoyles certainly did. And I'm sure the other ones did too. Uh, but, you know, those are the main ones on the NES. And also by 1993, the Super Nintendo was out. And uh, I believe it was out. So, you know, development moved to the newer platform. So these these are your games. Uh, and, and they just, they're all good. They're all good. I've played through all but Chippendale 2, which I'm working through right now. Uh, and and it's just, it's the exact right game for me right now. You know, I have Uncharted 4 sitting there half completed. I have Persona 5. I'm an hour into and it's killing me. But when I just need 
10 minutes at the end of the day to just sit down and relax and just play a game. I can sit down and play any of these games. It's super chill and it just it's just a good it's a good relaxing game. Like it's not, you know, the Mega Man collection is really good and I love those games, but man they are stressful. Like they are really hard games and even when you know what you're doing, you know, you're going to die more often than not. So, the Disney Afternoon games, you know, they're not necessarily easy games uh they're not as hard as uh, you know some of the Mega Man stuff they're not as obtuse as some of the Mega Man stuff but they're not particularly easy either so what they did is uh in addition to the virtual machine that they built for Mega Man they added a rewind feature so at any time if you get hit you fall down a pit you have a cheap death you just didn't like the way you jumped that you missed a bonus who cares all you do is hold the left bumper and you just rewind time. And that's it. So it it just it takes all of the stress out of the game. It just lets you enjoy it and kind of like go along for the ride. So it was super fun sitting down and going like, oh, you know, this Darkwing Duck game. I remember it existing. Like, I know I rented it, but I have almost no memory of, of playing it beyond, you know, the first level. So let's sit down. And, you know, you sit down. These games are short. You know, you can beat them in an hour, even less probably close to half an hour most of the time. And it's just like, oh, you know, just run around, have fun. You get hit, you rewind, you get your health back, you take that jump a little better, and you just keep moving forward. It's 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 been so calming at a time, like, you know, not to get into it, but my life is relatively stressful right now, not too bad, nothing crazy happening. But, you know, stress, normal adult, nightmare, living in the world, stress. And uh, and it's just nice that you know I've got this I've got this nice constant hanging out in the background. They're like, oh, well, today didn't go particularly as planned, so I'm just gonna play some Ducktales. So uh, it's <laughs> it, and so that's why I kind of wanted to talk about the games a little bit. Is that this this game is is taking precedent over the big AAA games that I could be playing, and part of it's nostalgia, but a lot of it is just. Uh, is just that it's fun. And, you know, uh, most of these games I don't have specific nostalgia for. I wasn't good at them then. So, like, seeing beyond... I have nostalgia for the first level of half of these games, and that's it. Um, so, hey, let's run them down real quick. Let's 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 see what we got. So we've got DuckTales uh, came out in 1989, and playing it now, it's, it's impressive what they did that long ago and how few games took advantage of what they revolutionized on so the structure of ducktales is uh is you get your list of levels up front you can just go to any level you want there's no order you have to go in and so few games do that even today i mean i guess as today your open world games kind of let you you know pick your quote unquote level but you know zelda uh, Breath of the Wild is really the only game that comes to mind, even in that genre, that really lets you pick wherever you want to go and do what you want to do. Uh, and I guess um, Link Between Worlds is similar. But again, another Zelda game. Uh, why more Nintendo games didn't take this tack and let you kind of do whatever level you want and explore? I guess it's harder to do than it sounds. Um, but it's it's really impressive for 1989. So, uh, so yeah, you pick your level, you go through, and the whole the whole point of the game is you're trying to recover your lost treasure or stolen treasure. It's light on the story of these Nintendo games. But, you know, you go through a level, you kind of explore their secrets to find, 
And then when you get to the end of the level, you fight a boss, and then you recover one of your uh, pieces of treasure. Now, what makes DuckTales also interesting is not only the structure, but the mechanics. So you can walk around like normal. Uh, you can jump on enemies, but you only jump on them if you're jumping on your cane, uh, which I think they just call a pogo uh, in the game. But what that lets you do is when you jump on your pogo, you jump higher as well. So, like, instead of Mario where you just jump on the enemy and and move on, you've got, like, a secondary jump. And that also lets you jump across spikes. Uh, You know, it lets you jump over obstacles. Like, if you can hit an enemy, you can get higher. Uh, And then on top of that, if you walk up to a block or something, something movable, uh, Scrooge will stand there like he's getting ready to hit a golf ball. And you can swing and, and hit hit items, you know, across the room and hit other enemies with it. So there's kind of like, you, you've got two different ways to attack. Uh, you've got this, you know, not open world, but you, you've got, you know, open areas to go to. Like there are different paths to go around. Like the levels are built in, in kind of a circular way. And it just did a lot of really impressive things with level design and, and mechanics that... Uh, that I'm really surprised more games around the time didn't take advantage of. Uh, and in that way, DuckTales is probably the most impressive game of the bunch. Uh, and I had a lot of fun getting through it. I don't know if I got, like, quote-unquote true ending. Um, let me. I feel like I've said quote-unquote a few times already, so I'll try and say that more. Um, but yeah, so DuckTales is, is really is really something special. Like, if you haven't played DuckTales and, and you, you have interest in what game design was back then, it's it's a stellar example. Uh, so let's eh, let's just do chronological order. Uh, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Uh, I played through that not last night. Um, and that's fun. That's just fun. Uh, it's, it's built to be a two-player game. Uh, my girlfriend humored me for about 10 minutes and played with me until she died. And then she, you know, started reading her book and let me continue. Uh, and then I went through all my own later and just kind of burned through it. Uh, and that's a fun game. It's, it's so mechanically, it's a, you know, another 2d platformer. Uh, the difference is you can pick up items and throw them. So in DuckTales, when you're, you know, winding up and just hitting a static object across the screen, this you're picking up boxes and throwing them at the enemies. Uh, you can also pick up your, partner and throw them which i accidentally did once or twice uh and then also you can hit your partner with the items that you're throwing so there's a lot uh there's a lot in there that you could be you know messing with with your friends uh and also a lot of you know unnecessary frustrations uh that could come from that too but but it's uh it's pretty straightforward you know, I got through the game pretty quick. Uh, it's, you know, it's really meant to be a two-player game, you know, play with your friend and all that stuff. But uh, And playing by yourself is fine, too. Um, it's not as as crazy as DuckTales. It does give you some choice in what levels you want to go to. Uh, but from what I could tell, it's just some different bosses. I'm, I don't think you get anything different from going to the different levels, aside from, you know, you just want to see it all. Um, but yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is a also still a good game. It's really solid. It plays really well. Good soundtrack. Uh, DuckTales has a great soundtrack too. I, I, I think all these games have pretty good soundtracks. 
so Tailspin, I feel like, is the uh, the black sheep of the bunch, uh, the black bear, if you will. Uh, so Tailspin follows, which is a cartoon that I completely forgot about. Uh, Baloo has a family, and uh, Bagheera is an evil businessman, and he's trying to buy Baloo's flight business. Anyway, <laughs> it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a 2D uh, shooter, so think of something like, um... oh boy, alright, well that was good. Think Ikaruga, but you know, 30 years prior. Um, 20 years prior? When did Ikaruga? Anyway, it's it's neither here nor there. Uh, but it's it's a pretty standard, straightforward uh, 2D shooter. Uh, you, you know, you fly all over the screen. Uh, you can reverse course... And uh, flip over and fly the other way, which took me about halfway through the game to realize. Uh, and it's it's interesting to think think about these games in that way because we're so used to now just popping in the game, getting a tutorial to you know step us through what we need to know, and then moving on. Um, with these games, like you were meant to read the manual, you were supposed to have that box sitting next to you. You pull out the manual and read it. So they did a good job in this collection of giving you a little how to play and like you know condense the manual into five pages that just show you the the important stuff uh so once i finally looked at that i learned how to play tailspin and it's a pretty short game it's like eight levels um the boss battles are pretty good uh but it's all you know pretty standard shooter fare with a little bit of story mixed in between uh so yeah it's you know this is the only one that's not a 2d platformer and it i think it suffers uh from that i know there are other tailspin games that have some 2d platforming in it i think the genesis one does uh and that seems like a more interesting uh kind of creation but this is one we got uh so then darkwing duck uh is there's no darkwing duck 2 unfortunately uh darkwing duck is my guy he he was my favorite cartoon of the bunch uh and and this game came out was it 92 so that's pretty late in the nes um i think yeah the super nintendo was already out by then so you know i'm sure a lot of people miss this game but it's cool it's uh you know you run around you shoot guys you you get to fight all the different you know batman analogous villains that darkwing duck has and uh, and you even get power ups for your gun, your gas gun, uh, and then the different power ups act in different ways. Uh, you can only carry one at a time, so when you pick one up, it overwrites the other. I ended up not using it very much, uh, which I it's it's you know, it's the gamer in me that uh, the gamer in me. Oh boy, that's that's the name of my failed autobiography. Um, where I don't I don't want to use limited stuff. Like if you tell me I only have ten things of a thing in a game, well, what if I need that later? I better not use it now. I'll just I'll I'll save it. I'll save it for when I really need it. And then of course I beat the game and I have used it never. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but it's you know there's some pretty good platforming in there. Uh, good level design. Some of the enemies are a little annoying, uh, but. The weapons they give you are adequate enough to fight everyone, which is good. You know, there are a lot of games uh, in the NES era that, you know, give you equipment and abilities that aren't sufficient. So the fact that Darkwing Duck gives you that is a a nice change of pace. 
but yeah, it's a uh, again really short but fun. It was nice, you know, and and it's similar to Ducktales. You can pick from the first three levels and then pick from the next three. It doesn't matter what level, you, what order you beat them, I and mean, you just play them however you want. Uh, so it's just uh, it's good. It's a good good game. I'm I'm I was really happy to finally play through Darkwing Duck on something that wasn't just like an emulator because uh, I never really played through the whole thing. Uh, so then what was next? That was ninety two. Okay, and then DuckTales 2 and Chippendale 2. So uh, I'll touch DuckTales 2 real quick. It's very similar to DuckTales. You pick whatever level you want, you go and recover your treasure, and then the game's over. Uh, it's it's basically a level pack for DuckTales. Uh, the animations are a little nicer because it is, what, four years later. Uh, it looks better. It, it plays a little sharper, I think. I, I feel like doing the pogo jump is easier in the second one. Um easier to kind of control and maintain uh there is a little bit of doing things in the right order uh, because i did end up on one level stuck because i missed a power up in an earlier level so i had to you know lucky for me i had saved but i had to reload a save so i guess if you were playing it on an old nes you just had to hit reset and start over uh but then again you know you weren't trying to beat games in half an hour and that's it like you know back then we were trying to get the most out of our games so if i got to that point you know if i had played it i'm sure i'd been like okay sweet well now i know i need to find that and then reset the game and try and find that these days i could just rewind or (laughs) open a save and move on with my life um and then uh and then there's chippendale too which is kind of similar uh kind of a level pack for chippendale um the the big thing is Shippendale 2 has a ton of story. Uh, I've only played through the first level so far, but I feel like I've watched text go by as much as I've played the game. And it's like I'm playing Metal Gear or something. Uh, but it still plays really well, you know, looks good. And it's just fun to fun to get through. Uh, so I look forward to finishing it, but I also really don't want to finish it because... That means this collection is over for me. Uh, there's some other little stuff in there. There's time attack mode and there's... um. There's a boss rush, uh, which I've been doing the boss rushes uh, just for the hell of it, and they've been fun to do and fun to realize that I could actually beat these bosses without having to rewind. They don't let you rewind during the boss rush or the uh, the time attack, uh, which is cool. And then there's also a trophy for beating the game without rewinding, which I did with uh, Chippendale, uh, which is uh, that was fun. It was fun going through it and you know trying not to rely on the rewind. Uh, but you know, now that I'm, I've got that trophy when I'm playing through Chippendale too, just I get hit, I just rewind and play again. It's just super, super fun, super relaxing. Uh, I really can't recommend the collection enough. Uh, they're really good games. It's so great to be able to play them and have them in a good format, just ready to go. Uh, because some of those carts, you know, Darkwing Duck, that cart alone is like 60 bucks. You know, it was a late game NES cart and uh and it's rare. And it's a lot of money for for a little game. So I'm I'm super glad that this this collection exists. Uh I I you know, if you have any interest in classic games, uh this is a no-brainer. Uh especially with the rewind mode, it lets you kind of ease into playing these games for real and you know, you don't have to use it if you don't want to, but it it it's made my nights way easier uh, and way nicer to kind of just sit back, relax. I'll play a level. You know, I don't have to worry about dying, losing my life, getting frustrated. I can just have fun. Uh, 
So, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a big ad for Disney <laughs> this episode. So you're welcome, Walt. Um, so next week, be sure you come back for uh, more Ninja Turtles. That's right. We're going to continue our next mutation watch watch through. Is that a thing? Next mutation uh, viewing party. We're going to watch episode two. And uh, and then we'll talk about it and kind of see if uh, if anything is better about episode two. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's been our show. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I've been Tom Lynch, uh, and you've been listening to Third Extra Lives, the podcast. Make sure you come back here every Tuesday for a new episode uh, on your off days which days that are not Tuesday, uh, Monday and Friday. We've got web comics going up at 30extralives.com. Our current storyline, Future Mark is uh, testing out the time machine to try and get back to past Mark. We know he makes it there, but we need to figure out how and why. Uh, why his, well, you'll see. Uh, and then on Wednesday at our sister site, thecatwholewaysdies.com, uh, we've got a you know non sequitur comic coming up this week, and I need to write that the second I turn off this microphone. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at tlynch117, and uh, and if you have any questions or comments or whatever, and you want me to read it on the air, shoot me an email at thirtyextralives at gmail dot com. Uh, I want to start uh, answering some questions uh, on the air. So if you have any questions about this episode or about things that uh. You know, yeah, screw it, whatever. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll answer them. Uh, yeah, so I think that's it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I've been Tom Lynch, and you've been awesome.